Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we turn our attention to current and future warnings found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, which state, For this reason, God will send them a deluding influence so they might believe what is false. Pastor Jim instructs us to turn our attention to the proverbial big picture. In the days of Antichrist, God will send a deluding influence to seal the fate of those who persist in following Satan. While we're being proverbial, Pastor Harris wants to help you see the proverbial forest instead of diverting your attention and time to inspecting individual trees. Please listen carefully as Pastor Jim delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, Deluding Influences. It is the last Sunday of the year, first Sunday before the new year, and therefore it is time for our annual New Year message. It's kind of the companion message to the Christmas message where we celebrate the Savior, celebrate His uh, arrival, and the whole point is to rally around rejoicing and encouraging one another and uh, blessing each other. And then as the new year dawns upon us, uh, it's been my habit now for a couple of decades to uh, take uh, another week off from our regular series and to do what was in our passage that was in the morning email, exhorting and imploring and encouraging to help you have a handle on things that you are most likely going to be dealing with in the coming year. So that's our purpose for today. But first, I think congratulations are in order. Just four more days and you'll be able to say that you survived 2020. Uh, I think t-shirts probably ought to be being manufactured about now to say we survived 2020. Well, this year it wasn't hard for me to find an issue to tackle for the annual New Year sermon. It was hard to narrow it down to just one issue, and I couldn't decide what to leave out. So I finally accomplished that by deciding to talk about something that is an umbrella under which reside myriad issues. I want to turn your attention to the bigger picture. Uh, Looking forward, in the days of Antichrist, we know that God is going to send a deluding influence into the world to seal the fate of those who persist in following Satan. And I want to use a passage that refers to that in order to help you see that proverbial forest and not be distracted and diverting time inspecting a whole bunch of individual trees. I hope that metaphor makes a little bit of sense. But first, a a relevant Bible text and then uh, some exhortations. It's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. And I realized that in this morning's email, we were talking about 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. And you know what that means? Absolutely nothing. Um, but just wanted you to know that I noticed, and I can read numbers as well as words. Pretty easy to outline this. 
verse 11, God sends delusion. In verse 12, men reject truth. Let's take a look at it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. For this reason, now that tells you there's a context, and we'll see just a little bit of that without spending too much time there. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they might believe what is false. Now, we're told back in chapter 2, verse 3, that following the rapture, there will be the apostasy, the falling away. Apostasy means falling away from the faith. Now, we see a lot of apostasy going on around us now, but that's going to be <coughs> the ultimate. That's going to be the, the massive and final abandonment of Christianity by pseudo-believers who were apparently already in churches prior to the rapture, but did not actually believe. And so they've been in those places where the gospel has been watered down. And the Antichrist is going to rise to world power, energized by Satan himself. He's going to pull together one world religion to go along with his one world government. And that means everybody's going to capitulate. Well, in terms of Christianity, that's the final apostasy. Now, The Antichrist is going to pull off the ultimate ecumenical movement. Uh, And for this reason, because people are going to reject the truth, he's going to be able to unite all religions into this one world religion. And then, of course, he's going to morph that to where he ends up having them worship him personally. Now, The purpose of this thing that God is going to do is so that they might believe what is false. You read that and you think, what? God is going to make people believe what is false? It offends the sensibilities of many people to, to read the very clear statement here, God will send upon them a deluding influence. Well, the deluding influence is the Antichrist. The power behind him is Satan. The words translated deluding influence uh, literally are a working of error or the operative power of error. The word influence is the same word that's used in verse 9 where it's translated activity as in the activity of Satan. The word is always used in the New Testament for some kind of supernatural power at work, whether it's the power of God or the power of Satan and his demons. So the Antichrist is sent by, wait a minute, God? He's going to send that deluding influence? Do you realize what this is saying? God is in control of all the affairs of man, even at the absolute lowest point of human existence, when the Antichrist himself is in power. Now, a lot of people have no problem with seeing what this says. It's pretty clear, but they have a problem with accepting, a big problem with accepting what that means. We understand what the sentence actually says. God, that's the subject of the sentence, will send, that's the verb. What's He going to send? Well, direct object is a deluding influence. Who's He going to send it to? Upon them, unbelievers, the indirect object of the, of the verb. Now, if you haven't figured out how this works already, Well, don't worry. You're in pretty good company. I would call your attention to um, something that will teach you 
a little bit more about the profound majesty of God. Among those whose company you're in, if this kind of rankles you a little bit, is a prophet named Habakkuk. I loved speaking in, in uh, Brazil because in Portuguese, the word Habakkuk is Habakkuk. Um, there's, a, there's a little cookie of wonderful teaching in the book of Habakkuk, and they don't have a clue that that's funny to us. But God told Habakkuk that Israel was going to be chastened for their disobedience because God is faithful. God promised, if you're faithful, I'm going to bless you. If you're unfaithful, I'm going to um, take away those blessings and you're going to go into, um, uh, you're going to be taken away out of your own land. Habakkuk understood that. But then God told Habakkuk how it was going to happen. And he said, I'm going to bring the Chaldeans. It's another word for the Babylonians. I'm going to bring them to take you off into captivity. Well, Habakkuk knew Israel was doing very poorly, spiritually speaking, but the Chaldeans were the worst. How could it be that God would use them? So Habakkuk asked the question. It's in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 13. It's written in poetic form, hence in our translation it's line after line after line, but it makes very plain sense. Habakkuk says to God, Your eyes are too pure to approve evil, and you cannot look look on wickedness with favor. Why do you look with favor on those who deal treacherously? Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than they? Well, he asked the question. He gets an answer. You can go read the little book of Habakkuk on your own and in its totality in just a few minutes, but look at the beginning of the answer to Habakkuk's question. Chapter 2, verse 4. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. God is saying to Habakkuk, I know what I'm doing. I know the spiritual condition of those people that I'm going to use to chasten Israel. I know that as bad as you are, you're more righteous than they, but that isn't the point. The point for you is you must live by faith. In other words, God's saying, I'm in control and I'm going to use those who aren't right with me, but don't worry, trust me, I will work it all out. The righteous will live by faith means Habakkuk and everybody that he ministered to should continue to trust God. They should um, trust Him and obey Him even when they couldn't see, humanly speaking anyway, that they thought this mess was going to work out for them. And even when they couldn't understand the ways of God within their own sense of righteousness, walk by faith. Do what I say, obey me, and you will be blessed. Now, also, that phrase, the righteous will live by faith, is quoted three times in the New Testament. And there, it's quoted not just in the sense of what God told Habakkuk, trust me, I know what I'm doing, but it's also quoted as the essence of what is required to be a Christian. The righteous will live by faith. It means to live by faith in obedience to God. It means to stand in His grace. It means to be faithful to Him and to work in concert with His people in His church. That's the New Testament version. The Old Testament version is what is in Habakkuk. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.